हेलो विनीत जी हाउ आर यू नमस्ते इंडिया आई एम इन इंडिया एट द मोमेंट नॉर्मली आई एम बेस्ड इन सिडनी ओके या सो आई एम जस्ट विजिटिंग आई हैव अ 96 इयर ओल्ड फादर सो आई विजिट हिम ऑफ एंड ऑन ओके एंड यू नो जस्ट गोइंग अराउंड एंड सीइंग यू नो द हाउ डिफिकल्ट एंड टफ द लाइफ ऑफ some poor people are here and i was just thinking today uh, you know that uh, uh, does one have to be um, you know like this maslow's hierarchy you have to be at a certain level of safety and uh, uh, comfort and you know uh, 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 situation and life before one can become uh, you know reach the higher uh, spiritual uh, Uh, a level you know to even think about things like we talk about this you know the uh, the uh, the uh, 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 you know the peace and uh, and uh, uh, and these uh, high level spiritual uh, uh, you know um, uh, uh, levels that we talk about What was can, my question can about you, that? Can you just repeat it again? Like, yeah. what do you mean? Uh, so, you know, like uh, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, people have to be at a certain level before they can become self-actualization uh, level, which is effectively, I, I see spirituality at that uh, highest level of human needs, you know, um and does one have to actually the if one applies uh, uh, uh you know uh, that that those masters uh, hierarchy that do these poor people you know are they even uh, able to like they're struggling so hard to go through and cope with the the real challenges of life do they have to be at at the level that you know we enjoy in Uh, say in, when we live in australia for example do they have to be at that level before they can even <laughs> you know enjoy spirituality <laughs> look i always heard that people when they turn to spirituality they go to india but this is the first time i'm hearing that you think they have to come to australia to have the hierarchy and to be spiritual and <laughs> and number 2 i would say most of the masters were poorest of poor and so money has nothing to do with the spirituality it's not a commodity that there's a it is not a materialistic acquisition of anything or an achievement that you 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 get this and then you get this and then you get this and you get this i know in lot of prayers in um, in homa in havan we do and we talk about dharm arth kaam and moksha and moksha comes as last problem is that most of the people learn after after suffering so they want to acquire things and they want to achieve things and they want to indulge and then they think or oh, there is no taste in it it gives you some joy and then suffering some joy and then suffering and then they think now let's liberate from this cycle of suffering 
but all those people who come to this understanding after getting attracted to things and then rejecting them later and then going on path are actually very dumb people they are like you can say a bit towards moron the real people are who never went for it like ramakrishna paramhans kabir bhagwan sant ravidas lot of people they were born in the poorest of places very poor they never even had desire to become rich and to gain and then leave why to go through all this drama you know you see bhagwan's devotees lot of bhagwan's devotees they had no money to even stay around ashram or to have a meal if you go through their life stories how poor they were poor in their materialistic things but so rich in their abundance in self radiating in self because they understood there is no point you just need some food so the body sustains and some sort of shelter and a pair of clothes or maybe just a cloth bhagwan is the living example of it and we living somewhere in palace can think that someone who is poor is suffering probably they might be in bliss who knows we only think it is only our thought our concept that we think they are suffering maybe they think that we are suffering that's why we are always after money and comfort but maybe it was just that yeah i felt so uncomfortable um uh, when i was driving through because i had just set my gps and gone to a place uh and i was coming through all these little tiny tiny streets and you know i was feeling so uh stressed and uncomfortable myself that i was thinking you know my spirituality is gone for a six right now you know and then i thought maybe you know uh, poor people perhaps are struggling the same way you know and they they can't even think of spirituality <laughs> you know so this and is... similarly i was also I had a thought about people who are, have to do they have to go through ego um, and then you know once like you said you know uh, after uh, some people have to go through this uh, path um before they come to uh, the, uh, the spirituality path you know so i i was just i just the, these two thing questions came up in my mind when i was you know like uh, struggling <laughs> to find my way back home through those little tiny streets and you know my father's brand new car i'm driving through these streets and then you've got all sorts of different types of rickshaws and people walking and people pushing their way here and there and thinking <laughs> getting very stressed yeah yeah look mind can take you on any trip any journey any thought it can show pity on others it can show pity on your own self it can compare it can judge it can analyze that's the job of mind it's all mind domain all this projection it is our own projection which we call yeah. as other people poor people 
egoistic people you know it is all our own projection and we we live in this projection of our own mind as a separate individual and this continues it never ends only it ends when you start looking towards the source when you have interest in the source you can call that source as self or god or whatever form or no form doesn't matter but the moment you start looking there then all this moving picture has no meaning for you good or bad or whatever because that awareness in you in me in poor in rich in suffering in egoistic in enlightened it's the same whether someone knows it or not doesn't matter and that power takes care of everything maybe i think poor people think how much suffering they have they are doing multiple businesses they have to pay bills they are, they have to do all the you know tax evade, evasion they have to do all the corruption they can go to jail so much of issue so much of thinking we are just in this beautiful hut or maybe on road and we eat what we get you know have have you read bhagwan bhagwan said when he used to be a beggar he used to just beg with both hands and after eating he used to wipe his hands on his copina in the back and used to walk like a king he said my life was like a king when we had no kitchen and no people around me that was life of a king now this is the perception maybe a person like you driving in a new luxury car passing through bhagwan who is in copina just eating like this can feel sorry for him actually one of the persons felt sorry one of the kids who came to uh, hill to see him saw him and he felt pity on him because bhagwan had no clothes and he was skinny and he said look my dad is a nice person he knows one of the other persons who can give you a job and he will also give you food twice a day and maybe some clothes almost crying bhagwan said he saw me he was almost crying this this uh, little boy exactly vinit ji you are exactly like that boy right now to me you are having pity on those people maybe they are bhagwan who knows but our mind can see others as suffering because it that's the way <laughs> the main task which it has to find which is flowing in everyone is that pure essence because this thing whatever is happening is happening everything is happening i keep hearing stories all the time people come to me for treatment as a doctor and then they are talking about that i am so much suffering right now i said what tragedy happened he said there's a war happening in ukraine and russia you know what can i do and my body is shaking what can i do i said what are you do you have any say in your own country or even in your own home who will listen to you maybe you can write a letter to putin i don't know 
but just this is the mind mind can take you anywhere it can create suffering it loves you know it can take you anywhere things are happening all over the world you know you pick up any country and then you pick up news there will be national news there will be international news there will be city news there will be sub city news there is so much of things are going on everywhere this is maya this is illusion there if you think you are this body then everything is real and then when you see you suffer and don't think that people hate suffering some love suffering one of the ladies i was seeing she is suffering from so many mental health issues and and she said look what i am today i am having some shakes it is not because of my disease but last night i watched a horror movie i said but why you watched you are shaking even in morning she said no but i love it so it is love and hate with this world that is our mind only you know that's why news is always so much you know titillating news is always some corruption scandal crime murder that's only news that only makes to news because people love all this rubbish and some people read news one newspaper second third fourth then listen to news if you are in india you might see that indian news channels they keep showing same news again and again and people are analyzing it and there is a panel of people all crap useless knowing this pure awareness what you are does not make you insensitive but definitely it gets rid of unnecessary emotional attachments to things and beings it does not get into the trap of incessant thoughts on situations on objects on things that is why there is so much of peace the sense of this agency that i am and i have to do and i am this and then there are others this sense of agency disappears in that pure seeing even if it stays it stays like moon in daylight without any significance in some background living in mind is like a restless soul it takes you there and then there and you are talking about this we are talking to still and 
it it does not know any stillness you can compare mind as a drunk mad monkey just watch a video of a monkey and think if it is mad monkey and think then it is drunk also how it will be that is mind if you really want to see a person who is 100% immersed in mind you can't even ob- keep observing that person they are talking to themselves they are acting their hands are moving uh, it is pathetic but though we might not move our hands but we are still moving with that thought of our mind all the time sheer madness and then we bl- when we then we feel pity on those people who are in mental health hospitals the only difference is it is more overt it's spilling out into the body's action but apart from that there is no difference it is only difference in severity in grade and that should make you more alert that how dangerous mind can be can become it's a lethal weapon we are carrying you know the developed nations what you are talking about australia or whatever europe where there is affluence there is more madness in affluence affluence is in things and then this affluence is getting you because now you have power of money you can buy you can hoard you can do hoarding you can collect these collectibles in your house and you can do what you want because you have money you have time you are affluent you will get more mad poor person has nothing he can't he just can have only one meal even if he thinks he can't accomplish definitely he will be less mad than an affluent person because even a thought comes he will drop that thought he does not have to do self inquiry he will think i will buy a big car he will think i can't even buy a bicycle the thought will drop there you know finish the person who whose pockets are full he will keep buying stuff he will be just crazy no end to that craziness fortunate are the ones who are poor suzan yes go ahead suzan wants to ask something or add something yes suzan um can you hear me yes very well yes. in relation to that chat that was just talking and there's a story in india that i saw this lady who was living in like because i was working with a physio i had to walk past her place each day and she was living in like um it looked like just a little humpy and she had children one day she came out and she had um 
I think a broken arm or but she was still managing but every single day when I walked by she would say hello and this beautiful smile and she would go and visit these people who lived in an institute and you know I don't know if she took food or what she did but I said to the physio and then one day I walked by and there'd been a lot of rain because monsoon and uh, it was muddy absolute mud so I don't know what it was like inside the place so so I said that to the physio how is that lady so happy she's got nothing she's like in the dirt she's got children she's got a broken arm or a broken leg you know and still she goes out and she's giving joy to everybody and um, he he just said well I think he said her husband had got a job working there so she, and she would have been getting, they would have been getting just the bare necessities. To me, she had no ego, although I didn't understand no ego, humble. So, so even you're right when you say here in Australia, so many people think what you were talking about before. And to that other chap, there were so many people in India that were so poor but I, but so happy. That's all I want to say. Just to tell him that when he was driving, you know, they might be happier than him. Quite right, quite right. Yeah. And closer to, to what we're trying to, or whatever, you know, closer to, to, to our pure, they were closer to their pure awareness than perhaps we've, we are sometimes. I think, Suzanne, when we go and our mind is inquisitive and we try to see and and we think we have gathered so much of gadgets and money and everything and still we are unhappy, this person has nothing, so maybe he would be more unhappy. That's what the mind yes. understands yes. things like this, you know. But, it's not. but yes, but it's not, yeah. I remember I, I met a, a sadhu, you know, a sage in Rishikesh in India, in northern part of India. And he was uh, sitting in a temple I visited in morning and he was just sitting there. And, and I was just talking to him. We just started talking and he told me at the age of 10, he left home because he wanted to see God. And he asked someone, where is God? And they said, you go to Rishikesh, God is there. So he came there, he never left. Now he was in his 80s. And I asked him that, how he managed in all these years. He said, I don't have to manage, he has to manage who has given this body to me. And he said, there was never a day when I didn't get a food. And I also don't even have to beg for it. I just get it somehow from somewhere. So and and then and what I'm saying to you is he gave me example just there because I wanted to offer someone and he was the only one there. So I was actually started talking to offer him something and I offered him. And he said, look, I have never begged for anything, just I get it. Can you believe so much of faith? 
in that which can give him he sits and someone gives he's not he was not begging he was not asking anyone any money you can see that happiness that joy in him that humbleness and here you know we are creating uh, so many things <laughs> Uh, on the other hand we should realize this truth that all this affluence and possession of objects and all will never get us there only our attention to that nameless and formless whenever a thought arises big thought arises or a small thought arises look to whom it arises and even if you leave at that level asking this question to whom this arises will take you there one day each time this question will dip your ego ego's ugly head into that pure seeing and when it comes back again with another thought another desire another judgment it will be a bit less and then put it again in the ocean of that bliss by asking again who am i if you are so much involved in thoughts then this can be a very good way to finish this ego <coughs> and then if you become more mature in it just stay as awareness if you see self inquiry self inquiry is this self inquiry the moment you ask and you touch silence and just be living as self living in self that is self inquiry but this inquiry this techniques this method has to be uninterrupted going on and at the end method drops so you continue with method and it will drop on its own when it becomes natural to be that it is not any intellectual discussion you know self inquiry bhagwan and 
I am a devotee of Bhagwan. Are you devotee? No, you are not devotee. Okay, I am third generation devotee. What is big about it? You know. Sometimes that can be an obstacle. Just feeling happy. I am Bhagwan devotee. He can't do. He could not do for people who stayed with him in his time, who didn't put any efforts. For a sadhak, for a seeker, there is no moment of relaxation in that sense. You can't just joke around in your ego sense and feel happy about it. Whenever you act in this world with the ego sense, it should pinch you. It should hurt you. That why? I am still behaving in this stupid manner, though I have read everything, I have understood everything. I am, I am on this path. Why I am childish? And the moment you don't like that type of your ego sense, ego sense will disappear. It is so true. It stays because you like it. If you start living as that uninvolved awareness, which actually, even if it wants to play a role in this world, it cannot by any intention. I have to tell you this truth. That awareness cannot do anything. People think that a self-realized person knows more. It looks like that, but in self-realization, there is no one who can claim that he knows more or less or anything. Sometimes people feel, and I have to tell you this again, that. A self-realized person is hiding the truth. He is hiding his siddhis or powers. But the truth of the matter is he has no clue. Things just happens in that awareness on its own. Why nobody can claim that I am doing? If someone claims I am doing, he is fake. Don't trust that person. Because awareness cannot claim anything. But egoistic mind sees only external appearance of a person or activities happening. But that does not... They, these things are not in control of any person. They just happen. Things just happen. Though awareness knows that, the, that there is awareness power which might be doing it, but there is no one to claim it. 
So be in that sense of non-identification with anything and see from morning till at night you go to bed, are you claiming things which are going right or you're feeling guilty or pity on yourself or others if things are not going right? Are you into that ego mode? Or are you quite neutral, impartial and and just staying as a witness? Where are you? And that is the best test. No other thing needed. I was talking to someone and and we talked about how to be in that all the time because mind takes us out and actually it's not mind takes us out but our interest in things. But if you want to continue your interest in that then you can use other small things daily like some sort of ritual, some sort of japa reading scriptures, listening to something related with that. There are so many ways. If your mind gets bored and it cannot pay attention there, then you can do other things also. Yes, it's, it's the way whatever connects you there. You can go for a name and form if awareness is something is not your mind is ready. Taming the mind is a task and you should be able to use and allowed to use any technique, any way, pick up from anywhere, whether it comes from Christianity, Hinduism, Muslim word, Buddhism, something else, new, new age, old age, doesn't matter. Use all the tools, whatever works for you. It only matters that you should be free. How you get freedom, how you reach goal, what path you take, doesn't matter. Be open. But again, I would say, don't keep jumping. <clears throat> Some people keep jumping all their life from one method to other method. You can explore initially, find what works for you and just stick to it and then finish it. Don't start getting entertainment from even satsang groups then it will become like any other social group. It will lose its purity, its essence. And if you really want to get something out of satsang, then take that as your own sadhana. Be a devotee of that satsang. 
go there from your heart don't intellectualize anything just openly absorb as if it's coming from you to you no external agency in it understand everything which we think is coming externally in this world is projection of the mind only whose mind your mind from which this body is manifesting and the word is manifesting and the concept of god is manifesting and who are you you are beyond any concepts you are that unmanifested that source the closest you can call that source is that intelligence behind everything that awareness apart from giving energy to this it is not playing any role as a doer you know people sometimes have vision of gods in dream or even in in front as a person you can call they have very pure mind but again it is projection of the mind only if we talk about the situations what the mind is projecting in this world then there are millions of things we can keep discussing it is just a gossip because you don't have a solution for it but yes mind can find entertaining and it can continue that my problem others problem gossip magazines word news situations inequality gender bias environment animal cruelty you can go on and on more your interest in word more it becomes complicated for you more you pay attention to awareness less thoughts less concepts nothing you know a person who is abiding in pure awareness or trying to abide in pure awareness and staying as a witness actually he is like a super duper fast train moving away receding away from everything everything becomes faded all images beings objects because the dream is finishing there is dawn there is more light there 
people call it emptiness because there are no images which entices you, which causes problem to you. This is this energy of awareness which sucks your personality, all what you have gathered in this world, in your mind. It is so true, no mind, no word. Like in deep sleep, there is no mind, there is no word. When you are absorbed in this pure energy, all these mind talks is like a gossip magazine. You don't even want to see the cover page. And then you see people who buy those magazines. That's why there's so much of sale of those magazines. Mind gone, nobody can sell you any story. Nobody can again blackmail you. Nobody can bind you. Not even religious groups can bind you. You don't belong to any group. Real Guru is within us, as us, rather than this dream word, interest in millions of these things around, just pay attention there. More your attention stays and more continuously it stays there, more quickly it will happen. If you are doing it in burst, you know, sometimes listening to something and then getting involved in next project which you are finishing in two, three years and then coming back to it. It will not have effect. You are your best judge. Do you get lost between satsang to satsang? Or maybe even in satsang? mind drifting in something else, planning for tomorrow. 
or does it abide in awareness? Once this naughty mind has tasted that bliss of self, it will surrender forever. Because it also needs rest. But you have to promise not to give more work to your mind with your incessant desires, one after the other. More than desires, sometimes we give opposite desires. We want this and then we say, no, no, I don't want this. And then I want this, no, no, I don't want this. Mind becomes so confused, you know, what should I do with this bloody man? We never allow it to rest. And you know, when you want to rest, then it comes back, middle of the night to teach you a lesson and then you complain I can't sleep it's your own doing a sage sleeps like a baby and a worldly person looks for sleep As Vinitji was talking about this story, yesterday one of my friends who came from Pakistan told me exactly similar story. They are from Karachi and they went to northern part which is like hill stations and it's summertime there and they saw some poor boy who was doing Vaju prayers and all and he had no proper clothes and he was selling something and they felt very pity on him and they wanted to give him money and he said if you buy then I will take otherwise not but they gave him money and he said no you take it if you buy then give me money this is what and and they and that couple told me he was looking so innocent, so happy. And it was very remote village in hills. People coming from cities who have gathered these currencies, they think it has a lot of value.
that little boy had so much of impact on them that they when they came back this is the story they were telling me yesterday Thank you everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sanjay. Thank you.